after 10,000 years, I'm free. Time to record a podcast. Diaphragm, get us five podcasts and get with attitude. Bro, you don't think I'm enough? I see how it is. Believe in Victory. Welcome to Believe in Victory, a Grambler versus podcast. Um, bit of a bit of a hiatus because I kind of like destroyed my entire office and then rebuilt it from the ground up. But we're back, and uh, joining me today is Diaphone. Uh, he's joined us before, and he's a master of many characters. Um, I think this is the phrase supposed to be jack of all trades, but master sure. of none. But he's a master of all characters. <laughs> master <laughs> of all characters sounds better, so let's yeah. go with that. So yeah, thank you for joining me again today. Appreciate you have for having me, and uh, good luck with your office. You know, destroying it, but it sounds like it's uh, for the better, right? Yeah. So I told we were talking before we started, but um, like five minutes before we started the podcast, I broke my pop filter. So if there's any point where this podcast sounds kind of funny on my end, that's completely my fault. <laughs> All right. So um, there's a couple topics I want to get into today. So first one is that we haven't really been able to discuss Andre since his release in depth. Uh, it's been about a month or so since he's come out. So and he didn't really change much in the patch, so it's probably a good time to talk about our impressions of him. And then after that, I'd like to talk through the patch note changes, um, what are the impacts, and kind of look at it from a micro and a macro perspective. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And so let's just, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Um, so Andre came out about a month ago, as we mentioned, and um, what do you think about him now? So, okay, <laughs> there's two things that come to my mind. Um, the first is that, like, He's really fun to play in certain situations, but I think he's probably the most boring character to watch. I'm going to be real. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's more of like, just like any other fighting game, right? I think he's very good for the game because he introduces a play style that's not very, um, it's very unique to this game, right? Yeah. Like, you have a character that's very defensive and does has very poor offensive capabilities. Like, you could compare it to Fairy, but I mean, Fairy has 50-50 set play on her Oki. Um, Andre is more defensive, more counter zoning than that. And I think introducing these kind of diverse play styles, um, such as Andre, is really good for the game. So I like that addition. Um, but yeah, I mean, defensive characters are. <laughs> they, I've definitely seen more timeouts with uh, like a character like Andre than almost anyone. Um, not to mention he has like low damage and that sort of thing that kind of leads you towards those longer matches. Yeah. I think it's interesting because sometimes depending on the game, when you see someone who's like a defensive, like master, just Mm -hmm. depending on the kind of game it is, it kind of gives a different vibe depending on how it's accomplished. So like a lot of people love this player named FAB who plays Guilty Gear, right? Mm -hmm. And he's known for being called the white Potemkin, even though he plays a red color because he's always instant blocking everything, right? Oh, okay. That's his, uh, that's his like Mm -hmm. little moniker. And like people love him because his defense is so impressive, but yeah. Potemkin is actually a bad defensive character though. (laughs) So then that's why it's impressive, right? Andre being a good defensive character, playing a good defensive play style is probably a little more polarizing. But um, I do think the like on on paper, I still do like watching how dominant he can be when he's playing well. Mm-hmm. I think that's the coolest part about him is that like, you know, when you're the old man and you kind of like show these youngsters what's for. <laughs> maybe that's an like old man bias on my end, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, but uh, I do like that about him flavor wise. Yeah, I, I got. I gotta say, like a couple other things I like because I I personally try to play this character like really offensive, mm-hmm. and so it kind of doesn't really mesh with my play style. Like I I like rushing down more, um, yeah. that sort of thing, and like you can't really do that because his specials don't really allow for that type of extended pressure. 
but his DP special is really cool to play with. Just having a special that has four different follow-ups and you can delay those follow-ups kind of gives some cool mind games on block, but in, and in neutral too. You can kind of like, you know, beat a spot dodge and then punish a spot dodge or, you know, play with their reactions and go for the dash and then try to go for a cheeky mix-up or something like that. Yeah, I think that's really cool about him. I also really like the parry. His 5U is like probably one of the sickest 5Us in the game. Uh, for sure. I He's an interesting design in that sense because oftentimes, um, usually like the characters who can do something completely on whiff or have lots of variation tend to be like a more rushdown yeah. oriented character. So like Zeta is another character who can kind of do things on whiff, like Andre, right? Mm-hmm. But then Andre's got kind of like this weird, like, haha, I knew exactly what you were thinking. And that's why I did this <laughs> kind of vibe to him. Yeah. And so um, on paper, none of the frame data is any good, but it feels fun to do if you can really if you're really that far ahead of your opponent yeah that's actually a really good way to put it he's definitely feels like the character like if you have if your reads are really good like your reward for playing on you will be really strong because i always think of like his especially his 5u is such like a high risk high reward move like you know it doesn't have one frame startup so you just can't mash it um and it has whiff recovery so you can't get punished for it but if you basically if you parry something like most things in this game if you parry it you get a full punish on it whether you have super whether you go into some type of special and that's it's really cool not no other character has a tool like that where they have like such a high risk high reward defensive call out option yeah and initially i didn't think he would be billed as a high risk high reward kind of defensive character mm-hmm. um, i thought he would be more like medium risk but um the payoff for his like medium risk medium reward like you know that kind of thing but um ultimately i ended up feeling yeah you do need to know like either so far in advance that your opponent's going to do something mm-hmm. or you just have that level of matchup knowledge to where um you can either predict or either just know that a parry works here right so yeah i do feel like it's the kind of character where you can amass all this knowledge of people's habits and frame data and like tendencies and then you could become a really dominant player with them even on offense but um that is kind of where i landed with him like um I don't know how you feel about the strength, which I'll ask you next, but um, I always thought he's kind of like mid to upper mid and he has the tools to be like a really good character, but Mm -hmm. I still feel like you have to outplay your opponent to some large degree and that kind of holds him back if we're talking pure character strength. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think that's just the general consensus around the community is that he's he's around mid tier. Um, Even I've talked to like Giosa from Japan and, you know, the consensus over in Japan as well is he's about a mid tier character. Um, you know, he does take, he has some matchup issues, especially against characters that can kind of circumvent his neutral. Um, and how do I say? But he does have some really good matchups, um, specifically matchups that his 236L is really dominant in, where, like, for example, take a Shoto, where the Shotos really want to zone you out and play that patient neutral game. Honor doesn't allow that, right? Because you just 236L through any fireball and it kind of dominates the neutral in that regard. Yeah. So he has some polarizing matchups due to that, which kind of, I guess, kind of shakes him out to be mid tier. Yeah. I, it's funny because, like, you, you would expect him to do well against characters that like play more of a rushdown style. But I think mm-hmm. that it's, I think those are the characters he has like more of a problem with. I think so. Yeah. And then, like, if you can force them to be passive, then he's strong. But, um, I don't think you, like I think you can easily play against him just by like being angry and just ignoring what his like mechanics are and just attack him and then mm-hmm. if you just it just shakes out to whatever it shakes out. Yeah, and like jumping against him is pretty strong, which is kind of 
weird like especially for someone like that defensive archetype like you don't have an anti-air dp um you can do his 2h doesn't give you that great of reward on hit um counter and parry is obviously very risky and so anyone that can like ju- alter their jump arc is i find really challenging to deal with especially because jumping is the best way to deal with his grounded tools too right yeah so, i found that really interesting because um so when i initially thought about it well i was like well he has so many different anti-airs which is cool for versatility's sake but then i think a simple strong anti-air tends to be a better option in this game mm-hmm. so I remember like, you know, thinking back to like, you know, version 1.0 grand was when I'm like, well, his anti-air doesn't do anything special, but all it does is kill you. And so, <laughs> but that's all you need, right? You don't need extra things. And, but then he has an uppercut for added versatility too, right? Yeah. So um, simple is the best in this case. I think Andre, you can parry and then like that kind of gives you some options to where, oh, well, I reacted late, but it's in time for the parry and it won't be safe jumped and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then um ultimately i just felt like it would be better if you had an uppercut and a deep and like a dp yeah that'd be pretty good um oh yeah one other thing that like because there's a versatility of like a vertical angle right like he can't really reach high vertically if someone delays their anti but the other thing is like a lot of characters have like a far anti normal like if in case they try to empty jump out of range mm-hmm. like for a lot of characters like grand could do a stand five heavy or g they can do a, or zoe can do a stand five heavy or stand five m if they try to empty jump out of your 2h range for some reason andre's normals don't work like that so it's really hard for him to, him to like stop people from neutral jumping right outside his 2h range as well yeah there's um there's something that compounds that too, which is that his, I, I felt like the way his air normals work also kind of leads itself to um, you also not being in a situation where, oh, well, your opponent missed time to jump, but I'm jumping too. So I'm going to be able to pull them to the ground, right? Yeah. Um, that's also some, a situation he doesn't really get very often because of his jump normals. So, yeah, I, I think they purposely made his jump normals bad because he has like really good ways to delay his jump and really good, like, good air to ground options when Andre's in the air. You know, for example, he has the delayed dive where he can do jump and parry. So I think they intentionally made his air normals bad, but now his air to air games worse because of that. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't give him like the token air to air move. Um, like a, I don't know, like a dictator jumping medium or something. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> his jump H kind of looks like it, but that it does. It doesn't function. Like meme. Yeah. Or yeah. Me- yeah. They should have given him like the Rufus double kick from Street Fighter 4. Yo, that'd be sick. <laughs> Even got like the same kind of hair color and stuff. It, it would be a good, uh, you know, reference. Yeah. So my ultimate takeaway is that um, I do think he's more of a character for like ultimate specialists, especially because he doesn't have any natural like I like anime appeal. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think you need to have like somebody come from like a a different fighting game and be like, you know what? I want to win a million dollars. I'll play Granblue versus, and then <laughs> they'll pick up the game and then start like practicing on Ray because like, Oh, this guy fits my play style. Then that's yeah. when you get like the really good on Ray player. Um, other than that, like some old grandpa playing him, is probably the only other opportunity. I think we'll see like someone really try to master this character in particular. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd also say like this character is, I mean, we kind of knew right from the start when the trailer was released, how many people complained about the character. Yeah. Um, but I think it actually translates to the amount of people playing this character in the game because Andre is very unpopular, I found. Like, compared to when Yule dropped and everyone in the lobbies was playing Yule, like, no one was playing Andre after, like, week one. And there's maybe, like, two or three notable Andres in the States, and that's about it. And they all, like, secondary him, so. Yeah. 
I think that's there's a lot of parallels there too. Whereas, like, if they had gone with um, a more popular Eternal, probably more people would have bought and played the character. But yeah, then they're kind of like punting the issue of creating a defensively oriented character <laughs> further down the line. I don't know what they could have done really. Um, I think it's kind of like a difficult situation. Even if you do know the lore, I don't know who you would pick instead, right? You could probably have picked like a a sword and board kind of character, but yeah, I don't know. You know what? I still, in the end, I still like him more than I dislike him. So it's a net positive for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, I think it's cool. And I think it'd be really sick if like someone really put in the time to master him. Because like he said, like I think he has a really high skill ceiling due to um, his 5U and having to know the intricacies of a lot of the different matchups. So if someone was to master him, I think it'd be pretty sick. Exactly. So whoever's listening to this right now, (laughs) that's you. That's going to be your role to become the Andre master. So, um, all right. So let's go ahead and take a short break and we come back. We'll talk about the patch 2.4. And we're back. So um, now that we're done with the break, I'd like to get to patch notes 2.4. So 2.4 kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, I wasn't expecting a, a balance patch. Did you? No, I was expecting because I did. They did say they were gonna change stuff, but I was expecting like a Yule nerf and like a couple of minor changes, and that was it. To, to have a patch at this scale was definitely unexpected. Yeah. So. Um, I kind of want to speak very briefly about like patching strategies. So I think they've patched the game quite a bit, actually, relative to other games of the same nature. Yeah, I can't think of another game that's been patched this much in a year, pretty much, since it's been out. Yeah, I think that that's interesting. Um, do you have any thoughts about that in particular? I thought I liked it. <laughs> Honestly, I, I thought it was pretty cool that like they seem very receptive and the, the patches typically like are aligned with like who's really strong and who's really weak, trying to bring everyone together. I thought I liked it, but then this patch was like, oh man, I gotta learn some more stuff again. <laughs> <laughs> so like I don't know. It I have some mixed thoughts on it. 
Um, I I think particularly this patch, like the fact that it seems like they're trying to bring tiers closer together, I think is a good thing. But maybe the timing could have been like extended out a little bit further, just so people have time to adjust to the new patch. Because I feel like they just did balance changes about a month or two ago. Yeah, they kind of did, and like um, that's like the, at least the feeling for it, as well as me, right? Like I, we got like mm-hmm. more changes to some characters, and I felt like I was still kind of getting used to the old changes, but yeah. Um, I think it's just like more in line with the actual mobile game strategy where it's like if something's actually that's not even true because like in the original mobile game it takes years for a character to get rebalanced interesting okay but they will balance like weapon and equipment much more often so maybe huh. this is more like weapon and equipment <laughs> and like I don't know what the equivalent of characters is if that's the case but yeah I think like for example um, let's just say Catalina Catalina has like a version of her character that became outdated like maybe let's just say a year after she released and it maybe took like two years for her to get it balanced again i'm just kind of like throwing the numbers out there but it, that's kind of like the timeline you'd expect like a character become very very outdated after like x years after they've come out and then x years later they get balanced so it's much faster clearly yeah all right so um i, I do want to talk through it to get to your opinions but there's you know but short surprise this is a pretty substantial patch run. So we kind of just expected like oh yeah well we fixed an issue with thing and then <laughs> yep yeah that's it but then uh, apparently they changed every character actually um they've even changed the system a little bit now some characters have changed a lot more than others and so on and so forth so in the interest of time just so we don't speak for another 300 hours i know some people would like that but um in the interest of time and our throats and our um saliva production I do want to just kind of like, you know, introduce each character, give like a brief overview. And if you want to stop me and talk a little more, just uh, let me know. Yeah, I, I actually do want to stop you. So Belial did not get any changes. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Even though he's probably like the number one character in the game. <laughs> I've, That's funny. I completely forgot. Like I did like the cross-referencing thing. And uh, you're right, actually. He did not get any changed. But you know what? Like some of these characters are basically as if they've been unchanged. So I'll, I'll cover myself. For that I, I do think it, I, the only reason I think they did that was because Belio got pretty nerfed the last patch. And I think they might have found that like really excessive that they're going to nerf him like two straight patches in the row pretty significantly. So that's the only thing I can think of. But it did seem weird. Well, maybe they saw like a big hit in usage rate and they're yeah. like, oh, well, we clearly we did our job. <laughs> so then maybe that's what it was. Maybe. All righty. So let's go ahead and go to Gran. So um, Gran was changed, buffed quite a bit in the previous patch. And in this patch, he changed like a little bit. So um, his fireball got like a tiny bit better in terms of like timing for when you can throw a second one. Um, his uppercut moves him a little farther forward. Um, you know, light overdrive surge is a little bit faster. I don't really felt like that was a significant change, but um, kind of tying in line with um, some of the well, global change, but they, they globally changed some of the Skybar now it's minimum damage and chip damage, mm-hmm. but his got um, decreased a little bit. Um, although there's no change to technical version, which means it's really not much. Of a yeah, change. exactly. Yeah, that's a non-change. The M sword seems like it's a non-change. Um, I do think the late overdrive surge. Um, I think just throwing that out of neutral is already pretty good, because if you have good reactions, you can confirm the second hit. Um, so now you can kind of throw out neutral a little bit easier. It might just be as like buffed as neutral, but I think overall he's pretty similar. Yeah, I felt like his um, overdrive surge light. Well, it kind of suits like the same purpose as doing like a power raise, just like letting one rock. Mm-hmm. But then I guess it's it is a bit different frame data wise. So I mean, more is always better, right? Yeah, I mean, overdrive surge is the thrust forward, right? It's the the the, the two hit reka. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know the names of the moves. It's a slash. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, you could space that so it's safe. And of course, you don't have to like, you you get like, you can hit confirm it too. So I do think there is some value to using it in neutral um, just because you don't have to charge up the 5U. And I think it's faster than 5U too in neutral as well. It is. Um, I, I did feel like his... Um... His identity as a character seemed to be like attacking and moving at the same time. I think that's the mm-hmm. impression we get of him is he's like flying around boots. So he's flying around swords is not that <laughs> Exactly. All right, let's move on. Uh, Catalina. So she got like, a lot of characters got this change, but uh, far standing lights became generally more light, I guess. Like they become, they became shorter in general and also because of that less, less recovery, but also less hits done, hit less blocks done. Um, it just became lighter, I guess, is really the way to put yeah. it. So, I mean, in general, all these changes are kind of like, they're harder to lift punish. They're easier to buffer in neutral because they have less recovery. Um, that's about it, honestly. I think the hitbox change is a little bit is significant too. You know, it sounds like it's going to increase the consistency of her hit confirm. So, yeah. So, like, Catalina, I thought benefited from the light change a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, also a little bit less in some ways. So like, I think in the Soros matchup, you kind of feel it the most where oftentimes she would just be whiffing standing lights and you're like, well, I can't dash punch. I'll just run into her standing <laughs> light. Right. But then now you may actually have a chance to where it's not as consistently stopping you in your tracks. But on the flip side, now she can kind of whiff it and there's not much risk there either. Like what well, is less risk? I wouldn't say not much, but you know, you whiff a light to kind of get um, someone to move around, right? Because that's what she, that's what you kind of the base play style would be. Mm-hmm. and so yeah i would say it's not a non-change but it's not amazing either yeah i mean i mean yeah on hit or block it's basically the same but on whiff it's slightly better that's how i think of it mm-hmm. so yeah let's see here so up next is charlotta um charlotta got a lot of changes to her noble strategy and um I, I i think it's to make it more consistent and generally um also you can combo into it now so that's cool yeah um, it also does like a billion damage. So yeah, the cool great. thing, I don't know if you've seen the Twitter clip, but she can do like a 2H into EX demon flip into EX grab, and then they just explode in the corner, <laughs> which I don't know how big of a change that is because like, are you really 2Hing anti-airing people with Charlotta? Probably not, right? Because it's really slow and doesn't have the best hitbox, but it looks cool. It's a good Twitter clip. I actually think it was actually more meant for if... Um... Yeah, like in the, in, the, in the off chance you do get it, it's great. But I always I thought it was more of like a change for when people neutral jump in the corner and you kind of don't have like a high reward way of dealing with them. I think yeah. that like in that situation, a lot of people would have just done a uppercut, right? Mm-hmm. But now there's an opportunity to be like, well, I read you so hard that I got this sweet thing that does like 80%. Or something yeah. Like that. I mean, the other but, thing, uh, I think you could do like a counter hit anti-air or like a counter hit air to air and then follow up with... 2H and the EX grab. That might be a thing too. That might be a thing, yeah. So, I mean, more is better, right? Mm-hmm. As we always say. Um, EX Shining Onslaught is, I think that's the Honda Hands. Yeah, let me um, <laughs> let me actually look this up real quick. Because I, I, someone told me it was the ball, and then, yeah, I thought it was the hands too, so. You might be right. Let's look it up. Oh, you know what? You're right. Shining Onslaught is the yeah, ball. So and uh, what I heard is that, you know, on hit, you get a little bit more reward. And the combos, especially in the corner, the combos easier. But on, oh, that makes sense. But on yeah. block, it's not punishable because, again, it's like not that minus. It's only minus four, which, yeah, you can't really punish that. 
but you're basically at like throw range. So you can enforce a mix up a little bit better. Right. And then also when the Charlotta player ultimately decides to uppercut, um, <laughs> it'll probably hit more often. Well, the other thing is like if you're closer enough, so it's, it's minus four, right? Which means 11 frame DP. Uh, if you press a jab, I'm pretty sure it'll be safe because you're now pressing close jab instead of far jab like before. Mm, but, you know, on the flip side too, far jab also got, you know, a lot of them lost some recovery. I wonder if that makes it any difference. Yeah, who knows? We'll find out. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, moving on, Lancelot. So all the Lancelot players were complaining about this, but uh, <laughs> ultimately I felt like it was less of a change than expected. Yeah. Um, so Blade Impulse and Wargenstrom, that's his fireball and like his dashing attack. Um, they both got like a little bit longer cooldown. I actually like the the rationale for this change made sense to me because I was like, well, yeah, like he can just do like three normals and then do like two special moves and his special move is back already and it's completely safe. So I actually like this change. I think it's good. I think Lancelot was obviously like top two, if not top one in the game. And this isn't like a that big of a nerf. You just can't loop his Oki in the corner and you can't, you know, you can blade impulse in neutral one second later than you normally would be able to. It's not that big of a nerf, but it still impacts them. It's funny because like I play Zoe, who's supposed to be like the Oki character, but I can't loop my EX move in the corner. So <laughs> I don't know why people are complaining, but look, man, it's more online with other characters, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty. So uh, move on to Percival. Um, so Percival got like some changes that were kind of interesting. Um, I think that his fireball change is kind of also in line with how they kind of treated um, Grand's fireball in that like the mm-hmm. timing for you throw a fireball, now I can throw another fireball, just improved a little bit. And, you know, in a game where you kind of like read your opponent's timing, kind of understand like, and from that you can kind of either gain or lose offense based on when they actually throw it. Um, it does matter, but mm-hmm. it's not a big change <laughs> like usual. Yeah, it's it's really not. Um, my understanding is that on whiff, you can fire it a little bit faster. I think on block, it's pretty much the same thing. But, you know, if, if they dodge or they happen to be out of range, you can throw it just a little bit faster. But yeah, again, it's not that big of a change. Uh, it's one of those things that's like pretty cool to have when like just from like a quality of life perspective and just like maybe from a naturally like when you're using it, it feels better to do because when you think you can throw it, you can actually throw it again. But I'm not actually I don't I don't play Percival as a main, so I don't know if I'll feel that change a lot. Let's see here. The other change is nothing really major. I guess like the counter hit version of um, Lord Strike <laughs> to Shenanan. Hmm. This is really Shenanan's the yeah. low version. Yeah. So and I don't know if you can get a combo from it. Maybe in the corner the now. Version. Yeah. Maybe. maybe I haven't seen anyone try it like do this yet, but mm-hmm. um, I haven't seen the Twitter cl- clap video for it so i assume it doesn't exist but you, at least you probably get like more frame advantage or something probably yeah maybe mm, i guess it's more maybe like you get a really specific like the kind of move you counter hit like if you counter hit something that's airborne mm. all right well sorry we, we don't have much insight on that one <laughs> all right moving on to ladiva so ladiva got like a lot of damage buffs which is interesting um really no changes to how um how like easy or difficult it is to get in she just like hits harder now yeah, I think it's a good change. I think that's like one of the most covert ways that people don't realize. Like, if a character does more damage or has more health, it doesn't look like that much on the surface, but it adds up and it means Ladiva might have to guess one less time. 
and that can be a big game changer. Yeah, well, as a character who doesn't do like a bazillion, like it doesn't have like a ton mm-hmm. of options to do chip damage, um, I think it is a welcome change because other characters, like if they have some advantage, um, it translates to some like chip damage, which could matter in the long run. But Ladiva is one of those characters who's like, well, I don't do chip, but if I get in, I get in, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's I think it's a welcome change. Nothing, nothing, I wouldn't say it would necessarily change a lot, but um, most characters usually get a damage buff on like one move, but she got one on like like five moves or something. So yeah, it may actually matter a lot more than we think. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, moving on to Matera. Uh, I don't think Matera really changed much at all. Yeah, it seems very minor for her. Yeah, so her I, I would call this a non-change. <laughs> her super like does like a hundred more chip damage, and it has more of a chance to activate her seals, which I've never seen anyone do on purpose, but. Um, I guess like maybe there is something out there that we don't really know. It's really gimmicky because like if she if Mithara does her full screen super, you just super jump. So like <laughs> I guess against new players, like if they're just gonna sit there and get the seals activated. Yeah, it's a slow move, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah, because rapid pulverizes are SSBA, and so whenever you, if th- like the only real time this is gonna happen is like mid-screen or full-screen, and when, when she does her super, you just super jump, and you can avoid a lot of it. Yeah. So, after the flash. Well, maybe that 550 damage will matter, even though it's only the imp- easy input version. <laughs> Alright, so uh, moving on to Loane. Um, Farsight and Light got buffed a little bit, which is probably cool. Um, I think it's good, because I've seen a lot of Loanes with that combo, like Crouch Light, Crouch Light, Stand Light, and if that helps that, it's probably like a decent consistency buff for Loane. Yeah, and he doesn't he's not always able to combo at all anyway, so it probably mm-hmm. does help him. Um close standing heavy for hitbox got enlarged, make it less likely to whiff when a close cross has been triggered. I pronounce that incorrectly, but um it's one of those things where like you get the wrong version of the move and then it whiffs completely. I hated that yep. about Zoe. Um yeah. so <laughs> I'm glad that got fixed. And good for him, but really not much of a change I would say. Mm-hmm. I'm going to one of the elephants in the room, which is Fairy. Um, <laughs> Fairy got nerfed a bit, I would say. Um, well, the one interesting one is that her crouching heavy is now blockable in the air, which is... It doesn't even look right. <laughs> yeah. I found that a little weird because... I mean, the situations where you expect it to matter, it may not anyway. And I felt like in competitive play, they just they tend to just uppercut as a anti air because it's a little inconsistent regardless right but they just made that move even worse so yeah it was i kind of i sort of liked it i I can't believe i'm saying this but like the characters that crouch heavy was really strong against were the characters that fairy kind of already dominated right it's the characters of poor mobility and can't really alter their jump arc and those are usually characters that do pretty bad against fairy, like Ladiva, for example. But now, like Ladiva has a little bit better chance of getting in. And if they do jump, like you know, you have to eat XDP or something like that. It's not the end of the world. So it's it makes sense on paper. It just it kind of feels bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just like I feel really bad for the fairy players because like it's just so unintuitive of a change. It's interesting because like I, I when I thought of it on paper, then like you know the way you jump at her does matter now because oftentimes mm-hmm. um, if you jump and the intention is to land in front of her and use like a big wide move, then you could do that now. And then you if you know they read that and try to too heavy you, you could block it theoretically, right? But mm-hmm. you're still not advantage if you block the too heavy. But um, you know. It's at least at least you don't die. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, slight nerfs to both of our uppercuts, I believe. Um, hit stun time is shorter when air, airborne with this move. That, in my understanding, there's like uh, combos you can do with the uppercuts. Like you can do uppercut in the corner and then leak another move on the uppercut. Mm. And my understanding is that those are gone, unfortunately. Mm. So kind of reduced their combo ability a little bit there. I think this is, yeah, I think this is with reference to, um, I've se- I probably saw it in a tournament and I don't know the exact notation, but there is like an uppercut loop that she has pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess it doesn't make sense for her to have like that kind of damage. It's a from usually from her super is where you saw this the most too, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, technically she got a couple buffs. Like the uh, close stand light, I've actually seen that with like more than any other move for fairy, which is kind of funny. So uh, maybe she'll have the close stand light with a little less. I'm a little bit divided on that one. I, I think it's be- generally a better change, but then um, there were probably like some fringe situations where uh, if you might have been better. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about like when you can't punish a move and then you're forced to use a far standing light regardless. And then, but there's the opportunity to get a close standing light sometimes in like these weird fringe situations. But yeah, I think generally it's above. Yeah, and actually, I don't know. Um, I'm curious if the Vergiften, that's her um, super, that's her ball super. I don't know if that's a buff or a nerf now that I think about it. Because, like, sometimes the first four hits will connect, and then you have the fifth hit to, like, kind of mix them up with. And now, I guess, they'll all connect easier. So is that really a buff or a nerf that you don't get a second mix-up? I don't know. There's also the potential that, like, without her uppercut, the way that it used to be, um maybe you need that maybe you need it all to hit nowadays so i don't know i'm not 100 sure yeah we'll find out later <laughs> yeah. anyways moving on yeah so off to zeta um slight like they nerfed her recovery on the spirit arvis which is welcome for me since i was the fighter yes feels like they likewise yeah feels like they uh un- unbuffed her crouching medium which is also fine <laughs> Yes. Um, and then Rhapsody lost the throne vulnerability, which is crazy to me, which is really good for everybody else, I guess, but bad for her. Yeah, I think the well-deserved. I mean, she's easily top five in this version, and hopefully this will pare it down a little bit. Yeah, I think a lot of people were com- like secretly complaining about her, but not loudly enough. And then, But I think they figured it out <laughs> that she's actually quite good. Yes. Um, Vasaraga didn't really get changed, but Everybody else getting nerfed probably helps him. He gets better Oki in the corner after his super. That's about it. Yeah. But then usually if you're super, then they die. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very... It won't happen very often. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. that That's my impression too. Um, Beelzebub. Non-changes. Yeah, non-changes all bug fixes. I think the Narmaya changes were pretty... Basically non-changes. Yeah, also. They're just kind of like weird. Like, hey, this shouldn't work that way. Um, let's see. So Sora's got some buffs, I would say. Um, yeah, I think Sora is definitely one of the winners of this patch. Yeah, I think um, using his armor as an anti-air is definitely stronger because you either get Oki or you can actually get a combo off of it in certain situations too. Using armor as an anti-air was just kind of crazy. Yeah, and you can hold and, it too. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just having like his medium punch the stars and rock smash being a little bit faster. Um, Punch the spars mean you can frame trap easier, and then rock smashes is um, plus on block move that is reactable now, but like it's a little harder and riskier to react to. Yeah, because you die if it hits you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, they're all like good changes. I would say that like a lot of his moves were like kind of on the weak side, mm-hmm. but then now these moves have more of a use. They're just like stronger. Like straight yeah. up. 
Yeah, I mean, armor is already strong and not stronger. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I like it just because I think that was supposed to be his character, but it ended yeah. up not really factoring. He's really like, I like it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, onto Zoe. Um, she got buffed quite a bit, I would say. Um, well, I guess you could also say she got unnerfed too, because like she lost like her ability to combo to sweep in the corner um, in this in like the 2.0 patch, but then mm-hmm. now she has it back. Um, they, they buffed the wyverns again, which is like the fireball version again, which is really good. Um, they actually they sort of nerfed it too. I'm actually debating whether this is a buff or nerf because in the past you could do something like crutchly crutchly standlight lay fireball and then if that lay fireball counter hit you get a full combo from it yeah. in the corner now they just get knocked down and that's all you get <laughs> well part of it's like it used it was like kind of between um so like the way the fireball used to function was like between how you'd use grands and percivals like it was right in between those two yeah right now it's just like a a good fireball so it's more like Grant's fireball. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's a good fireball. Now, like actually using a neutral is a lot better because on counter hit they get knocked down, and then you can press your advantage from that. So and it uses less wyvern gauge. Yeah, so and the startups faster. Like yeah, a lot it's of pretty things, good. It was um because I think her fireball used to be one or two frames slower than other characters, and I think this brings it in line with everybody else now. So mm-hmm. from a fireball war perspective, I think she's pretty good there. Yeah, other thing too is she comboed to sweep off of crouching on crouching hit. So. Yeah, that's pretty dope. For an Oki character, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I haven't practiced it yet, but <laughs> I'm sure at some point I'll figure it out. But yeah, I think she got a lot better. Yeah, I mean, like, other than that, like, far stand heavy being slightly faster, that's good. Crouching medium, her box, you know, that I guess that her crouching medium is pretty strong. So now you have more reason to use stand heavy. The other thing is, like, spinning slash has, like, more hit stun, which means that, and it has a more upper hitbox, which means... Actually, your anti-air combos are a little bit better because you can do like a two-hit auto combo and two spinning slash, and it's really consistent now. So, oh yeah, that's gets true. a little more damage because of that. Yeah, you used to kind of like blast them away, and that was it before yeah. that. And now you can you have options. You can even use like the first hit of EX, and then like you have other options mm-hmm. off of that too. So, yep. Uh, let's see here, Cagliostro. So Cagliostro got her um, like universal action buff, or not universal action. But... She's like, in my opinion, she's another one of the biggest winners of this patch i don't know if you've seen her 5u yet but it's actually ridiculous how much faster it is yeah i thought it was really weak before so mm-hmm. and i i thought it was like kind of like oh yeah well you like the amount of advantage you get from this is so good that you it, it must be difficult to build but now it's just like oh it's just like good and really good yeah like the thing was like okay now you get level five faster and when you get level five you can follow in the fireball a lot easier like before if you threw it full screen they could just like kind of dodge and it was really hard for you to stop that dodge. You could just jump it. It was really hard for you to stop that jump. But now, like, because it goes so much slower, you can follow that and then react to what they do and have a much easier time punishing them. So it's kind of like a get for free move now, like where before it was getting for taking a lot of risk. Yeah, <laughs> which is good because I felt like a lot of her character was kind of like playing around your opponent anyway. So yeah. then you have to like play around your opponent for a real long period of time. But now you, she can actually initiate instead. Um, and you know allows for a lot more creativity right and other than that like her spear is just it tracks them a little bit better and actually ex spear goes a lot further now too so it can almost hit them from like three four screen which kind of and it's unreactable so that's 
kind of makes her a little more threatening even from almost full screen that's always how i thought the move should function it's like the aha i got you that you weren't you yeah. were blocking low when i did this or you weren't blocking when i did this so you right right but it wasn't it wasn't really like that but now it's it's it functions all like that uh, moving on to ul so i think like the very loud change is the standing medium which got like like a whole page of nerfs on its own <laughs> yeah everyone was wishing for this one I, I honestly like, I mean, the big thing is she can't frame trap in the 236L anymore, um, which means that she can't really, f- how do I say, you're easier to press afterwards yeah. after her stand medium. So it's really hard for her to do stand medium into stand medium. The other thing is stand medium is now minus seven instead of minus five. So a lot of char- pretty much every character can punish it if she doesn't cancel into something. Yeah, I I kind of I could see why this happened just because like I felt like the character as opposed to being um like her identity is like oh yeah well I dodge and I change stances her identity is just yeah. well I just do five medium and that's exactly what I do, right so <laughs> I could see why that was changed and maybe that's yeah it does make sense so I think um honestly I think it's still really strong and I saw some Twitter I have to test this out but apparently if I'm a UL and I do 5M, and I think you're going to try to punish my 5M, like with a crouch medium or a stand light, I just hit dodge after my 5M, and then I can whiff punish your punish. <laughs> they say this is kind of like the old um, back when Catalina 2M, or was it the opposite? I think it was Percival, actually. Well, Percival's like, well, I 5 heavied, so Catalina can always 2M me if I do this, so I need to play around it by doing this other thing. Yeah. This is the old, that was that old thing, but. And mm-hmm. the meta may evolve to that point where people do that, but I feel like I still feel very passive blocking move that can be special canceled. So like, you know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think because she can still cancel in the backflip, she can still cancel into 2-2-H or 2-3-6-M. I mean, it's still a really good button. So I think you'll be fun. Yeah. Also got to change to her heavy, first time heavy. Um, I guess it was kind of functioning as an anti-air from what the way that sounds like, but yeah is actually pretty good like the cool thing is like especially from far distances like up close you would still use 2h but if they're empty jumping from far you could use far 5h and if you cancel them to 336h and your timing is right you get a full combo mm. it's kind of, it's really dumb actually i see yeah that's how i expected it to work like grands or whatever like 5h but i guess they kind of made it more difficult to do it that way mm-hmm. yeah it's probably the best far 5h anti in the game straight up Mm-hmm. that makes sense so on to Andre who kind of didn't really get changed um, these are kind of like bug fixes and like quality of life fixes so Belly also not really changed or not changed at all not even a quality of life change mm-hmm. so that rounds out everybody really um, yeah. so from a macro perspective uh, what do you think of it like so far like from a like what do you think where do you think the game is going with these changes so I personally I, I think this is a little controversial but I don't think it actually changed that much I think there's some things we have to memorize. I think, especially, like, I don't know who's bottom anymore because I feel like, like, Cagliostro, Soares, Ladiva, these characters got pretty decent buffs. And those are the characters kind of considered to probably be bottom three or bottom five. So I kind of like that they did that. Um, other than that, like, I feel like your top tiers are still top tier. I don't think the Lance nurse or the Yule nurse or the Zed nurse really took them down a uh a tier maybe fairy but even that i think fairy is still gonna be fine so i think the game's pretty honestly pretty similar it's just uh, a lot of patch notes and different situations and different moves will be used at different frequencies 
Yeah, I think that like that's kind of how I felt too. I think the core strength of a lot of those characters like didn't fully change. Yeah, that's a good way to put. It. Like for example, when they nerfed Belial, like the way that Five H got changed was just like, well, I feel much more comfortable like fighting him on the ground now, and that's never that's never something I felt in the previous patch. But mm-hmm. um, relative to other characters, I feel like what they are good at, they're still good at at least, right? So yeah, let's put it this way: like I I don't feel like any character like Belial probably got changed more than any other character of this patch and belio went from top one to top one <laughs> so like this you really think that like these characters are going to change that much because the core of their gameplay really hasn't changed significantly yeah and it's true that like i think our perspective of it is that like 2.0 was a much bigger change as well yeah for sure and so i think their intention was for these to be small changes but since the text is so long for some of them, it feels like a lot, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's like it's still early. So there's probably like different interactions and stuff that we haven't quite considered yet. And maybe the changes might be more significant or less significant than we think. Yeah, that's true. So that's kind of where I'm at, too. I played I played in a tournament and the game felt the same to me for the most part. I fought you all for the first time, but I was like, ah, I still don't know what this character is doing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, overall. I, I'm. I think the jury still out for me mentally as well. Whether or not I like the consistent patching, um, obviously it's easier for me as a podcaster because then I can make more content on it. But um, as a player, I think I was surprised by it. So then mm-hmm. I think my initial, definitely agree. Yeah, my initial surprise is still like there. It's like, well, I'm surprised we got as many changes as we did. But you know, I think it's a step between the usual like barely tweaking and like actual patch changes, like right in between that. Yeah, yeah, because like compared to 2.0, like there in 2.0, there's a lot of universal changes. Like, for example, the DP change that had like significant impacts on the meta. There's not really anything like this, like, there's no universal changes. So, the main changes are just like small things that kind of impact how often people use moves. Yeah, or how like how cheap some things felt, I guess. Like, yeah, I felt like Cagliostro never felt like cheap previously like there's mm-hmm. nothing i felt like oh man i can't believe the character can do that thing but <laughs> now like oh i have to do I actually have to like pay attention to her and maybe she'll throw a rocket and that's bad mm-hmm. so yeah okay um overall great stuff as usual um i think we've covered all everything that we wanted to cover today um anything you want to say before we close off for today uh i think that's it i i do this has been on my mind for a while um i played the strive beta strive you know really great game really fun um, and then I went back to Granville Versus. I still like, probably Granville Versus is one of my favorite fighting games of all time. Um, but man, I missed that rollback netcode. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> uh, I I never thought I would ask for rollback to be in this game. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be asking for that a little bit more going forward. <laughs> I'm there with you. So, I mean, we could do a whole podcast about the culture war that's involved with rollback and like mm-hmm. why it is divisive when it shouldn't be and so on and so yeah. forth but like i said that's a podcast for another time so, teaser <laughs> yeah there you go we got to keep teasing we'll tell you after this this break <laughs> but as usual guys thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you for joining me diaphone um mm-hmm. thanks for having me yeah absolutely and we'll see you guys next time 